Hello and welcome back to the Chatter Cave podcast. Yes, it's uh, the, the one show where we get review movies and TV shows and games and whatever the fuck Tom can think of. Speaking of which, he's late. I don't know what the fuck he is. Yeah, mum. See you later. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye, mate. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ah. I got me knife in there. So, what what we are reviewing today? I mean, I can't think. Oh, I know. I know. I remember now. Rob Zombie's Halloween, right? Ah! That was the one. Fuck this shit. <laughs> that was the one, right? <laughs> that's why you dress like a hillbilly. No. no? I, can, I can actually breathe now. <laughs> no. It's. Oh, for the, it's, there you go. it's Halloween 2018. The David Gordon Green Halloween movie. Right. Fuck me, that's hard to breathe in. <sighs> no one did always heavy breathing. I know, I could tell you that much. <laughs> You put this off for five seconds, you'd... Fuck. <laughs> the fucking Darth Vader was in here. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yes, it's David Gordon Green's Halloween. Also called Halloween, like John Carpenter's mm. movie. And the Rob Zombie one. But we're just going to call it David Gordon Green's Halloween. It's a lot easier to remember. Yeah. Uh, the 2018 entry, uh, which focuses on uh, Michael escaping the sanitarium and mm. Laurie's pursuit of trying to kill him. Not him trying to pursue her, her trying to pursue him. Vice versa, swapping around. Uh, obviously, this follows on exactly from the original. Yeah. It obviously eradicates mm. Halloween 2, Season of the Witch, which wasn't part of it anyway. Uh, yep. Uh, Revenge of Michael Myers, Return of Michael Myers, sorry, Return of Michael Myers, Revenge of Michael Myers, mm-hmm. Curse of Michael Myers, H2O, Resurrection, Rob Zombies, and Rob Zombies 2. Which is a shame. You'd think they'd connect it to the H2O Netflix, you know, that, that old uh, series of mermaids. That was a great show. You know, Cleo. Come on, Cleo. But no, it eradicates all of them and follows exactly on from the OG and starts its own timeline, which has been continued in 2021. And of course, his endgame continues this year in like fucking like two fucking weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, this follows on from where Michael was shot. Uh, he was apparently caught straight afterwards and thrown at sanitarium. Um, obviously, if you watch Halloween Kills, you find out a bit more about that. Mm. Actually, connecting these little dots a bit better. Um, but this just like nods to it, like okay, this happened. You got caught, thrown away. That's it. He's, he's mm. been he's been here ever since. And of course, then this night he gets out, goes in his Kingsbury again, and comes face to face with a non, basically timid teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Instead, he comes up with a basically the one who a got badass yeah. elderly lady. She's basically like the kill that got away, and she's now changed because of all of the like, shit she went through. She's grown up. She's more badass. Yes, definitely. She's got all these traps and sets, all things ready. She's prepared. She's gone fucking prepared. Yep, because mm. she's gun total. Bam, bam, bang. Got her own fucking like doomsday like fucking bunker, bunker which gun same... range. Yeah. You fucking name it. She's got everything. She's prepared her entire life. Like, it's ruined her family, everything, oh, yeah. just to kill this son of a bitch that so she, killed her lost two best friends. She's daughter because of it. Mm. Exactly. And obviously, this focuses on her new, obviously her family, mm-hmm. and them being tormented as well by both her and Michael. So it's kind of, obviously, 
they've got double duty there. They get tormented by two things where she's got the torment of that night. And honestly, best sequel up to 2018. I'm not going to count any further. From when this came out, this was the best sequel to the original. Mm. Uh, up, up to this point, I'd probably say either hate Shuo or Halloween to You had enough of your hat as you yeah. Uh, either H- <laughs> I should have wore the hat as well. <laughs> either H2O or Halloween 2 was probably the more better sequel. Mm. But this then just goes, fuck you lot, I'm literally so close to the original in terms of how good I am. Yeah, like um, each, they're not even related anymore. Yeah, it's like, it's modernised. It's probably one of the best slashes of its time mm-hmm. now. Um, Obviously... There is still Halloween to come out after this, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to get into my love of that one just yet because that's a completely different podcast. This is just about the first one. David Gordon Green's first one. Mm-hmm. It's so confusing sometimes. Uh, it makes you want to go kill some teenagers. That's just you. <laughs> oh, okay. Toddler to me. I'm going to make sure my niece and nephew aren't here around when uh, <laughs> you're around then, I see. Um, okay, so... Yeah, obviously, I I really enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it first got announced, I was so excited for it. It'd been, I think, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 was 2012. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I showed you that after this movie and you like were so confused. It was like someone snorted a lot of cocaine yes, and made a movie. Very... So it'd been a long time since a Halloween movie came out. Mm-hmm. And it'd been a long time since a good Halloween came out. I mean, H.O. was 98, I think it was. Leave off the top of my head. Mm. So it it been like fucking twenty years since we had a good Halloween movie, and this does not. It's like this does not disappoint. So obviously when mm. it first got announced, I was so giddy. Trailer came out, I was so like, oh my god, this looks so amazing. I can't oh, wait yeah. to see this. I remember the trailer because I got kicked out of my college rooms. Everyone got kicked out of the college room so our tutor could watch the trailer. Obviously, the trailer does not disappoint. The trailer. Mm-hmm. An incredible trailer mm. that makes you go, yes, I need to watch this movie. Obviously, as soon as the tickets went on sale, I brought them. Mm-hmm. I think I went to like an 11 o'clock in the morning showing. Mm. I managed to watch the first one before this. I literally did a back-to-back viewing. I watched the first one, went straight out, mm-hmm. watched the new one, yeah. and I left the room going, just applauding. I mean, I didn't stay to the end, so I missed the heavy breathing at the end. Um. Obviously, that's the signalising of Michael still alive, which obviously yes. now we know of the fact there's kills and ends. You watch the second one. Um, mm. Third one. Thirteen, twelfth one. It's confusing, I know. Just say second. Technically, this is the second one. David Gordon Green's second one. Is that much better to try and remember like that? Yeah. Or each name. I can't remember its name though. I'll let you do it. What kills? It just kills. I don't think I'll say it. Yeah. I can't remember if that's the new one. Ends. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're confusing me now. I think that's that. It's the mass. It's too it tight. Is very, like, it's very too tight. tight. Yeah. It is very tight on the back of my head. I mean, my, my ears are getting crushed badly right now. Oh. They definitely have to fucking like make these masks to match his fucking head. Oh, I, I wouldn't be fucking walking around with this all day like this. Fuck me, it's tight. Even when it's on, it's like... Uh, but yes, it's just, give, just the one excuse to actually wear the mask for this mm. movie. The specific mask. Yeah, because this is the specific match. match. Mm. Mask 
A lot of circulation's gone now. Mm. So I'm gibberish right now. This is obviously the one from the movie. This is obviously a tag, so it's literally the one. You obviously the Trick or Treat Studios replica mm-hmm. of it. I do also have the the mask from the end of this movie. Yeah. Uh, the gunshot mask when he obviously gets shot in the cheek uh, from good old Laurie. Um, it's from Karen. Karen, sorry. Uh, there's a fan. lot of circulation going off my brain right now. I really want to take this off, but I can't be asked to take it off because he's trying to find somewhere to put it for the rest of this video. Sorry, give me a sec. Breathe, breathe. Heavy breathe, my fucking <laughs> like. Yeah. Trying to loosen it a bit. Oh, oh. It's a bit better. It's a little bit better. Is it? It's not, it's not as tight. Um, I am. But yeah, obviously, uh, Karen, bang. <clears throat> I got that mask as well. Mm. Uh, I think it's like 50 quid a pop, these were. They weren't cheap. They were not cheap. But worth it. Fucking worth it. I want the new mask. I really want the new mask. Um, but yeah, I, I obviously, as soon as I walked out, I was like, this movie's so good. I've seen it a few times now. Mm. I own it twice. I brought the Blu-ray when it first got released. At that point, I didn't have 4K. But then when they announced like the, the fucking 4K Collector's Edition. Uh, Casey's not in it. Casey's on my desk currently. I instantly jumped at the gun to get up. That is like such a beautiful design. And when you open it up, it's got like the planetarium inside, which is pretty cool. And obviously, that's the one we watched mm-hmm. the 4K copy of it. Um, but yeah, just a uh, big, big, big fan of this movie, of this franchise. I mean, even its weakest points, I still find some enjoyments in them. Um, obviously, Halloween Tale, obviously, the Rob Zombie one, mm-hmm. though it's fucking clusterfuck, it's really bad. I enjoyed the Mountain Man type of Myers. Yes. Um, obviously, um, Halloween 5. That's a clusterfuck as well. Probably even worse than Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, mm. personally. Um, I enjoyed the Jamie Lloyd part of it. Um, but yeah, this one is just the best one. I mean, I reach around. Probably not knock everything over. I mean, I have the fucking the action figure. Careful, careful with her. Her knife isn't popping, I don't think. Yes, it is. Like, obviously, I have both of them. I have my mm. Glanloy. They've literally been stad- stood in a position on my desk. Mm, like confrontation, kind of like. That was my idea. Both gonna attack each other at the same time. That was my idea. Obviously, they've both come with like, their own little mm. arsenal of weaponry. Obviously, she's got her guns and a different head. <clears throat> I can change a head to have a glasses on. Um, and obviously Michael has, I think he has the gunshot wound mask as well, and has mm. a couple of other weapons. Um, plus he came with the fucking Judith uh, gravestone, mm. which is obviously in this movie. Of course. And you can actually get a life-size replica, which I kind of want. That's just me. Um, but yeah, it's like, there's a lot of things in this. Obviously there's a lot of references to the old ones. Little Easter eggs for fans who've seen them to go, yes, I remember that. Oh, that's a good, cool little reference. That is like people's names and stuff, things like that. Um, and there's just like a lot of really cool callbacks to the first one, mm-hmm. but Shot swapped. Yeah, obviously, uh, the first one we had Michael going over the obviously the fucking what do you call them? 
What you call it? Like, at the top of the house. He goes over the banister, but he goes over, like, he's on, like, a fucking... A bit of sticks at the top of the house. Um... In America, I think it's called a bay window or some shit, I think. But oh, it's... Oh, I don't know. I generally can't think of it. Well, either way... Carry? No, that's how it's like. Um, no. I don't know. Well, either way, in the first one, obviously, Michael went over it after getting shot, <clears throat> lands outside. <clears throat> Loomis goes to check, he's gone. <clears throat> this one, Laurie gets stabbed, thrown outside. Michael sees her, gets distracted, looks back, she's gone. Mm. Um, the door frame in the first one obviously Michael stood in the door frame in the dark his face pops up before he goes to try and kill her mm. in this one it's Michael stood in the door frame and Laurie pops in the dark yeah. and goes to kill him with a knife and even obviously his knife only hits her arm doesn't it yeah hers only hits his arm as well and she has to fucking fight away for it with a frying yeah. pan the trusty old frying pan do you ever want anything in a, a situation where it's near death make sure it's a frying yeah. pan yeah works in left Boom. dead Exactly. I've survived many left 4 dead games with a frying pan. The tank coming in to use a fucking frying pan. Exactly. One Mod it to make it look like Mjolnir. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's just like this movie just like brought back so many memories mm. and so much enjoyment for this franchise and revitalized not just mine, but a lot of people's love for this franchise because a lot mm. of it was drained after Rob Zombie's duology, obviously after the Resurrection. Um, it always takes one to bring back that spark enough to get yeah. a lot of fans going. Mm. Obviously, H2O did it with the original ones, um, and this kind of did it with since H2O. Mm -hmm. So it took basically 20 years to revitalize the franchise. It's a lot of time to get people to go, actually, you know, this is good. I mean, critically, this has got a really good critic score. I think it's, was it 70 something? I can't remember. But basically, it's probably like one of the best critical scores since the first one. Um, so it brought a lot of love back to the franchise from even like fucking stuck up critics' point of views. Because mm. we all know what critics are like. Oh, yeah. Shit. Complete bullshit. Um, that's why we're critics, because we're shit. Correct. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, this is just one that I enjoyed so much watching then. And watching it again now, there's so much more I enjoy about it. Mm. A, I'm, I'm literally like, arguing with myself what to give my favourite moment to there's that many cool things within it I'm just like mm. I want to give it to that but I do really love that but I'll get to those when we actually talk about favourite moments because I don't spoil it just, yes, I, want, I want my favourite moment to be like this is what I'm going with I'm going to nail it down within the next fucking 15 minutes Um, obviously there's a lot of comedy in this as well mm -hmm. obviously a lot of the times there has been comedy placed within the franchise even the first one, even the more serious tone, there was these comedic moments. Mm. And this does it as well. Um, obviously, a lot of the younger characters are obviously the comedic tone. Um, yeah, because the old, older characters are more the, you know, grown up and not going to, they're not going to take the piss. Yeah. People. Whereas all the kids are basically, these, you know, kids. Yeah. Especially Julian. Same here, Cassie. my nasty ass nails. <laughs> Fucking Julian. Best character. Definitely. But one thing I do love is as well, especially after you watch Halloween Kills, yeah. a lot of the characters they place within this, that like, you look at this being throwaway characters, they aren't. Mm. They are like fucking... I'm taking this off. Oh, my hair's a mess now, but I won't. Um, they aren't throwaway characters. They're literally placed in yeah. this as little nods. So in the next one, they pop up and you're like, 
Ooh. Oh shit. That's the doctor and nurse. Yeah. That's the fucking woman from the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that is like so perfectly done in this movie that you don't expect it to pop up in the next one. You're like mm. when it actually happens, you're like, oh shit. So I do really like that. I think that's pretty like good from the director to do that. Mm. Um obviously as uh this technically could have been the last one. I could have mm-hmm. how it ended, they could have done this as his last like encounter. This is yeah. it, game over. But Boom. I'm kind of happy they didn't because I do really like where this does go in terms of its yeah. violence, its brutality. Because I mean, first one, not really over top. It's I think I said it best when I actually obviously did the review on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very subtle. It's not graphic. It's mm-hmm. nothing more than just a little stab. Ah, I'm dead. That. Yeah. Whereas this, it's taken to the fucking extreme. Um, a lot of fucking stabbing, a lot of smushing, um, gunshots, mm. fucking kills that you blood. don't get to see on screen, like people's jaws fucking broken, teeth fall out. Like it goes to like it basically mm. looks at it and is like, okay, we can't really get away with this basic type of movie again. Yeah. Um, we need to up it to the modern era. Which is like what Scream did. Scream when it mm. came out with Scream Four, and then the new one, Scream Five, which is also called Scream. Um, that did the same thing. It went mm. okay. We can't really have this subtle slasher movie. That's got yes, it's got kills, but they're not over the top and not graphic. Graphic. Mm. We need to try and actually make it graphic, more graphic than before. Which obviously this does. Blatant does. I mean, Doctor Zartain's death is the most blatant, obviously up in the ante. And I would say these behind these not on screen camera kills, like the mm. cashier with his jaw broken, um, Dave Stone and Dave R.O.P. A brave bastard, <laughs> brave brave man. Obviously, he's deaf against the fucking yeah. wall. That that would be something would have been something cool to see. But I'm happy you don't see him because the mystery of it is like. How the fuck did he do that? He's, like, he's fucking pinned up to the wall with a knife in him. Again, a nod to the original. Yeah. But this time he's backwards. So mm. I, I, I would have been interested to see how that actually went down. That's mm. it. Though I do like that did it behind it, obviously off camera. I kind of wanted to see how Dave would have gone up against him. Yeah. Like, would he actually have panicked like as soon as he saw him or would he actually have put up a fight? Mm. I can't remember if the audiobook tells you. I have read the audiobook, mm. obviously, which is obviously the audio version of the novelization of the film. Mm. I can't remember if it tells you if it, how it happened, but if it does actually fight with Michael. I can't remember. It was like a year or two ago I listened to it. Um, there's a lot in that that isn't in this, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, obviously, the cool thing with this as well, I they do what the H2O does. Mm. They have someone do the voice for Loomis. Yeah. Because obviously Donald Pleasant, obviously R.I.P. Died, obviously, uh, before the release of Halloween Mm-mm. 6. Um, so obviously they can't really use him. So they utilise someone else to voice him. And he does a pretty decent job. Mm. Uh, obviously because he's narrating, obviously, the audio files. Um, the podcasters. Mm-hmm. Again, that's how modernised it is. You've got the, one of the, the whole beginning of this film is about podcasters. Yeah, some 
weird podcasters that got this weird sick obsession with all, describing all the gruesome murders they see and getting off on it. What are you looking at me for? We've got a chub on. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, this is a prime example of how to revitalize mm. a slasher franchise or a dead franchise, basically. Yeah, definitely. Because realistically, it died after H2O. Mm. Yes, Rob Zombie's Halloween, I gave a decent score. I think I gave it like 6 out of 10. Mm. Uh, but realistically, it was still kind of Mm-mm. dead in the water after H2O. And it also starts the whole formula of past, like, survivors, killers coming back and trying to defeat the same evil again. I've seen Scream, they did it. Well, Scream, Scream, Scream beat this too. Scream did it in... Scream have always brought back the original mm. survivors. They've brought them back up until the new one, because I know Neve Campbell obviously played uh, Sydney. She's not mm-hmm. doing the new one. She basically refused because of money. They basically weren't paying her right, so she basically turned the fuck off. Um, unless she, like it's a big turnaround, she's secretly actually. You, you never know because I mean, you never, never, never trust an actor that like, I'm not in this movie. Next minute, Andrew Garfield, Tom <clears throat> McGuire pop up as Spider Man. Yeah, so you never fucking trust an actor because or no. an actress because they basically they you have to, yeah. No, it mm. brings more people to the movie to watch it like yeah i wonder if they actually got to show up i want to need to watch this movie to see if they show up but obviously the screen's been doing it for a long time so you can't really count that texas chainsaw is probably the big example that's the one because yeah. you know you saw the trailer for the the latest entry the yeah badly badly reviewed from critics and audience entry where they basically rip off the plot of this in terms of oh the original survivor she's now a gun-toting maniac time to go kill the bad guy who tried to kill to me hunt him and she wants she wants to hunt the guy like i'm gonna take you down Mm. And she's also got pure white hair. Mm. Just like the one in this. Mm. <laughs> Only difference is she's a fucking, like, a Texas Ranger in that. Mm. Whereas if she's just, like, a normal lunatic. Yeah, I think Laurie's more of, like, a hermit kind of way. Yeah, Laurie's basically... It's like a survivalist. Yeah, That's the best way to describe hermit. it. She's mm. a survivalist. She's basically locked herself away. Got these fucking chain fences that are basically... Yeah. Uh, control, obviously, by a click of a button. A door's got about 50 thousand fucking locks mm. on. She's got a bunker. bunker. Food as well. Loads. Stocks of food. Like Stocks of food, stocks of weapons, stocks of supplies. Mm. Obviously, her entire house <clears throat> is built like a fortress. I mean, inside yeah. each room has got a lock on it, so she can pull some shutters down. Which, mm. I mean, it's a pretty cool scene in the movie when she's trying to hunt Michael in the house, when yeah. she's going room to room, seeing if he's again. there. If he's not in there, she locks the room up. That is really yeah. fucking cool. Um, and obviously she's got the gun really range to one. fucking train herself up on these weapons. Yeah. So she can actually defend herself this time against this killer. Um, but yeah, she's, she's like... Fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, she, so she's pretty... The better ver- best version we've had of mm. Laurie up to date. Because this is the one that's been affected by the killings. But she's took it... To her heart and use it to build herself up as someone who can survive. Mm. Whereas if you look at H2O's version of Laurie, she just tried to hide from everything. More like PTSD. She basically just had PTSD. Mm. She wasn't someone who was going to hunt for him. She was going to hide. She was just hiding. She's having these nightmares yeah. of him attacking her and her son. Whereas this, she's had the nightmares and she's used those to fuel her anger, mm. to fuel her training 
to become basically a serial killer hunter. Mm. Um, talking of a uh, serial killer, I mean, we can't really talk about Halloween without talking about this motherfucker, the more older Michael Myers, because obviously he's 40 years later, mm. he was 21, so he's now fucking like 61. Uh, or at least around that age. Mm. So this isn't like a young man anymore. This isn't an old man. And he's a fucking... He's been Popeye... He's been on a spinach the entire fucking time. He's been Popeye in that fucking spinach. I mean, this man is fucking strong as hell. Um, I mean, you can cave a guy's skull in with one fucking stomp. I mean, you saw the Rob Zombie version. That mm. he, how many stomps did it take for him to kill that fucking... That at guy? About four? Four or five, yeah. Whereas this, it's like... I mean, that was a bigger guy as well. That's not someone who's like fucking 40-odd either. That's, that's like a, the mountain guy. That's the mountain guy. I mean, he probably was even younger than the fucking one from the first one. Because, yeah. I mean, he was a kid. It's obviously same kind of like modern version of the first one. So he's probably still around that so age. But I mean, he's 20-something, just... probably. Exactly, because obviously that one's only like a year or two depending on what you watch after the first True. Halloween mm. so he's still probably going to be a young guy mm. uh, and he takes multiple stomps to cave a guy's head in whereas this guy can do it in one blow and he's 60 let's just say 60 just to make it easier yeah so that I mean that shows how fucking much of a badass this motherfucker is now I mean obviously I do like with it's coming his hair um, <laughs> I do like with this version as well. We get two people playing the character. So obviously, mm-hmm. you get um <clears throat> the original. Yeah. Um, fuck his name. So slip my mind. James Duke Courtney is the new guy. Castle. Nick Castle. So yeah. yeah, James Duke Courtney is the new guy that's taken over, and obviously Nick Castle does a couple of like little shots mm. in both this and the next one. I the think... first time she sees him, in it's, the mask. it's Nick Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the next obviously most of the movie it's James J. Courtney mm-hmm. um, and then the next one again is James J. Courtney and I think actually his scenes get cut mm. it's in the extended cut Nick Castles are his scenes actually don't make it into the theatrical version if I'm correctly mm. I don't know why but it's changed it I think he has a lot of the breathing scenes mm. um, imagine you get paid just to breathe <laughs> but yeah obviously He's just, this is probably the best incarnation of Michael we've had. I do, as I say, I do like Mountain Man Michael from mm. the zombie ones. I do like that. But of all the other versions we've had since the original, this aged Michael is probably the best. I mean, they do a good job at recreating the original mask. Mm. I mean, it's not the same mask, but they did a good job at making it as close to the original as possible, making it look aged. Mm. Like, that looks really good. I mean, you can see why mm-hmm. I fucking brought it because it looks so good. And it's been the background for most of my videos. It's in the cabinet with the other one. Mm. I've only dragged this out just because it makes sense because of this movie. Um, obviously, we can talk about some of the new cast as well. Obviously, Laurie's uh, daughter, which is Judy Greer, obviously, mm-hmm. was in Jurassic World, which we covered a couple of months ago. Yes. And she was also, obviously, in Ant-Man. As the ex-lover of Paul Rudd, who was also in the Halloween franchise in Halloween Six, as Tommy Doyle, who is not in this movie, Tommy Doyle, but he's in the next one. Yeah, which again would have been amazing if it was Paul Rudd. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been good again, callback. Yeah, but it's not. Big beefy guy. 
which is very upsetting that the guy can't even go toe to toe, fist to fist. Yeah. Like that that's the only thing that pissed me off in that film, but oh well. Um but yeah. Obviously her daughter is like this someone who's heavily affected because she was taken away from her mom and she's basically been living in foster care mm. and then got her own family and doesn't want her mom to like basically estranged mom. Destroying her new family. Mm. Especially her daughter, uh, Alison. He's probably like around the same age Laurie was. Yeah. And dealing with basically more modern teen stuff. Yes. Like boyfriends and best boyfriends, best friends who were kidnapping boyfriends because the you know that guy was funny until he tried to kiss her and then fair play to yeah. me apologize fair play. But then he started talking about his chub and how all oh, they kept dancing on me. They kept turning me on, Alison. <laughs> I got a massive chub. Like. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate, weirdo. The guy who looks like Barbara from fucking Stranger Things mixed with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, she has her own friends as well, which obviously, um... Um... Oh, what's the fucking... The one out of Runaways? What's the fucking name in this? Um, I can't remember. It's Dave, name. I know Dave. Yeah, the one that I see who plays Caroline, Carolina in you, Runaways. You only remember that because you looked at the fun cup up, didn't you? You look... You've... <laughs> you had a gut me last time when I did that. You looked to be funny. Um, but yeah, obviously, Dave and. I generally can't remember now off the top of my head. A name just. Yeah. No, this is a name that slips your mind. One from one eyes. It'd be one of those things where I'll, I'll sit back later on and go, that was a name. And mm. go, why didn't I think of that fucking four hours ago? Or as soon as we end the recording. That's more than likely going to be it. I'm just trying to remember every scene she's yeah. in when someone's like, if someone yells her name. Babysitter. They don't really say her name much, I don't think. I think they might say, might say it a few times, but like. I just remember Dave and Tate. Mm. Tate being the horse. Which yes. is a reference to H2O. Um, nah, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Um, but yeah, obviously she's got a friend who are quite funny. Mm. So it's definitely. A more modernised younger cast that definitely are probably the best younger cast I've had mm. since the OG. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think well, that's one thing I did like with Karen as well. Obviously, yeah, she is very timid, but mm -hmm. she still knows how to do stuff. Oh yeah, she seems like she doesn't want to do it. I mean, that whole scene but, at the end when yeah. she's in the bunker of a gun which has a name engraved on it, and she's like. Crying, she's like, I, I can't, can't do, do it. it. I can't Mom, do it. I need your help. And then Michael's just like, Oh, it's an easy <laughs> fucking kill. Fucking Pops into the frame, and she's like, That snapping of got ya, okay. bang. Mm. That is just like so well done. Like, how scared she is to so calm and collected. Like, yeah, you're dead, you motherfucker. Mm. Um, obviously, as well with this, you have the cop coppers. Obviously, yes. since uh, the original one, obviously, we had the Main, one of the main characters, her dad was the officer, obviously Hawkins. Annie. Uh, Hawkins is a new cop. Yeah. Um, obviously, you had Annie in that one, yeah. Mm. Uh, Brack, Bracken, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, Annie Bracken. Mm. Obviously, you had him in the first one, whereas this one is Hawkins, yeah. who's obviously someone who used to be very close with Laurie, mm -hmm. and he's the one that brought down Michael, which obviously, if you watch Kills, you'll get a bit more. Oh, yeah. that. And I do actually like Hawkins. 
Um, obviously, the actor I've seen in quite a few things. He was uh, one of the main characters in Falling Skies. Mm. I believe, if I'm correctly, he was in Armageddon with Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. He was one of the astronauts. Mm. Um, and he's pretty good in this. He's a pretty decent car. Um, and obviously, he's the one who's like given a lot of nods to the newer cops of like, oh, this is this is bad. We, he's the one who knows that we need to stop Michael. I was there that mm. night. We need to stop him um, until, you know, he gets too close to that Dr. Sartain and... Pen knife. <laughs> knife. That's actually a letter opener, but oh well. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously he gets the stabbing, stabbing, and then he gets run over, but... it Yeah, spoiler alert. If you've seen kills, you know it's not the end of Hawkins. Yeah, he survives. Which is good, because I do like Hawkins. It does, yeah. Especially in kills, it adds more depth to him and Laurie's backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, what's been going on since the original. It adds more depth to it, mm. to the fact that he can explain what happened 40 years ago. Yes. And he can explain to the audience that, I missed my opportunity of you. Because, you know... He could have killed. I, I, no, well, no, in love. He could have got oh, with yeah, as well. her. Mm. But, you know, he, he thought she was... If I'm correctly, he thinks she's with... Um, oh, the guy that gets killed in Halloween 2. Ben Tramer. Ben Tramer, that's it. The one who gets run over in Halloween 2. I already <laughs> Ben Tramer in that movie. I love how he's a reference in every movie, near enough. And yeah. then this one, and then Halloween 2, he just gets murdered. But I mean, obviously, that, that's a cool thing again. That's a throwback in that one. Mm. But yeah, I do like how they, I do like they kept him alive. Um, obviously, then you have Dr. Sartain, the evil guy who frees Michael. Yes. Who, obviously, a lot of people hate that. I know some people do hate the twist, mm. especially when he's wearing the mask. He pumps up with the mask yeah. on. Yeah. I didn't mind it because, I mean, it gives that excuse for Michael to keep keep going. Mm. And it kind of takes what, what happened to Loomis in Halloween 5 when he got a bit too yes, into it. And... Um, so it does take that sort of idea. But obviously in that one, Loomis didn't take it that far. Like, he would be that obsessed, but he mm. wouldn't kill, kill someone for to it. Just feel, to just see what it's... Michael like he like... let Michael kill someone just so he can get Michael. Yeah, but he wouldn't do the killing himself. He yeah, because this this one he's more like he wants to know what Michael was feeling when he was happens, killing. Yeah. And I mean, they even reference him as the new Loomis. Yeah, since he shadowed Doctor Loomis when he was alive. Mm-hmm, so Loomis. that's pretty cool. Um, I don't think what else here. Yeah. Obviously, big big thing here. Yeah. The return of John Carpenter as the composer. Yeah. Obviously with his son, uh, Cody Carpenter, and his godson, um, Davey. I just don't, I can't remember his name. I just know he's fucking the... The son of the guy whose brother is in the Kinks, the band. Yes. His dad, I think his John, dad's John Davey, and mm-hmm. his... And it's Dave Davey. A lot of Davies. <laughs> I was gonna call, but basically, he, he does it with his family. Yeah, he composes with his family, and that's pretty cool in my book. I mean, they also composed the soundtrack to Firestarter, the Zac Efron horror mm. film that came out recently, the superhero one. Um, he did. They did the soundtrack for that again as a family. I do like that. How this is very family orientated. Like he's worked. All three of them put their own spin. Obviously, he puts the old school horror vibe he has in it, whereas they utilize a lot of the more modern. Uh, like techniques to up the ante a bit with their music mm-hmm. choices. So I do love that. It's, it's just great hearing Carpenter back as the composer for Halloween because obviously we, he hasn't really done any of it since the second one. Obviously after the second one, a lot of other people took over and just reused his first song and just yeah. like, updated it with their own spins. 
Whereas this time it's his first time back probably since Halloween too. Mm. And it does not disappoint. The music is phenomenal. It add ups the ante in scenes. I mean, there's a lot of fake out moments. So the one I can think of is Dave when he goes to the, the shed and he finds a bike. Before he yeah. finds the bike, the Michael music sort of kicks in that dun 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 dun, dun. Mm. and you think, Is Michael in here? And then he goes in and obviously it's not Michael, it's just a bike. Because yeah. Michael's actually in the house. Um it it just ups every scene it's on and mm. it's just great to see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis back as Laurie and it's great to hear John Carpenter back as the composer so it, it ticks yeah. every box for me this movie does um, anything else you can think of because I'm thinking I'm, I, I'm carrying these fucking podcasts I the last few weeks I can't think of anything I mean to be fair it's like you say, it's a modern take on it, and it's got some very unique shots, like the whole one take shot. Oh yes, yeah. Don't get me started on the one take shot. I love one take shots. <laughs> I love Daredevil series three when he did a one take shot mm. in the prison when he's fucking fighting his way through, uh, and obviously this one does it as well. I love it in this. Um, but yeah, yeah. Mm. Not gonna think of really. I thought, I thought you were finally going to speak up and do like a massive monologue no, and then it I just... No, Jamie cannot think. Go out the window. you've already said everything. So. Okay. <laughs> Come on, I thought I have to carry these podcasts. Okay, okay let's get some ratings then. If you, ratings. If you can't think of anything, and I've, I've done carrying yeah. you this entire podcast. Um, Again, as I say, it's a great movie. It's... Don't think it's as good as the first one. At first, I think the first one's still that masterpiece, mm-hmm. but it does add more to the first one than any of the other sequels did. Um, even though the other sequels added like other kids and whatnot, they don't add as much depth to characters as this one does. Um, and this one just feels good. I mean, the heck, they kill a kid in this. They kill, yeah. that, they strangle that kid. That's like that shows that this movie's not messing around when it kills a kid. Um. Brutal. Brutal, yes. Um, but yeah, it just it just ticks most boxes for me, and it does fall. I think it does fall short of the original. I think it's just the fact that, like Jaws, no matter if you did a new one now, modernising mm. it, it actually was a not a piece of shit like some of the later ones. It still wouldn't be near as classic as that first one because that one's mm-hmm. held stood the test of time. So I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the fact that this the first one stood the test of more than forty years now. Yeah. That just shows that it's still a masterpiece. So, on that note, I'm going to give this movie 9.5 out of 10, which, of course, is a golden egg. Um, I, I, I say it's good. I think it's not too far off that one, mm-hmm. but there is still one next one that might come close, and hopefully ends fucking is the closest to the original. But, yeah, 9.5 out of 10 is... What I shall give this movie. I think I will give it the same as I did the original. Eight. Yeah. My job's so much fucking more difficult with fucking rent and it's fucking up dying. <laughs> I mean, I think it's basically on par. Right? Same, but reversed. You know, I think I give it the same. Uh, making me fit. Uh, where's my fucking average finger now? 
fucking hate you, you know that. Mm-hmm. Average calculator. Uh, 9.5, no, 9.5, not 8.5. And then 8. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so 9.5 and 8 gives uh, Halloween. David Gordon Green's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Reason us here. Uh, the Chatter Cave overall rating of 8.75. AKA 8.8. 8. Yeah, point eight. Silver. Mm. Um, I think did that nine, but well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. Uh, MVP time. Mm-hmm. I want to say Laurie again. Yeah, Laurie, because she did a good job in the first one, but like, yeah. how drastically her character changed for the better in this one. Mm-hmm. I feel like she definitely deserves the MVP on this one. Yeah. Because she's just great. Jamie Lee Curtis is always a great actress no matter what she's mm. in. And she just proves that she, Laurie is one of her best characters. Like, no matter how many years later she goes back to yeah. her, she can add more to that character and make mm. her even better than she was before. I would say runner off this guy. Because I know last time you tried to give it Michael. Because yeah. I mean, he's a badass this time. But I really want to give the run up to Julian. Because I mean, he comes into that. I agree. Like he's in, he has like what less than ten minutes of screen time. Yeah. And he leaves such a mark. Obviously, he's the, the funniest fucking character. Obviously, when he's clipping his toenails and fucking like having a go at his obviously babysitter yeah, again. Yeah, so I'll be in bed now, not seeing down here. Clipping nasty, nasty ass, ass toenails. toenails. Like that is like hilarious. Um, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to find the actor's name for him. And obviously, then when he go, goes upstairs. And she's obviously the talking. It's been really heartfelt. He's yeah. like, ah. And the next minute, he jumps out on the stairs, gets her to go up. It's a bit when she's like, it's like, oh, send Dave first. Like, let Dave deal with <laughs> send it. Send Dave first. He's, he's expendable. <laughs> Vicky. Vicky. Vicky, that's her name. Uh, Julian is played by Gibral Nantambu. Mm-hmm. Why, do I, why is it always fucking hard to pronounce names? Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously... Vicky, that's it. I know. Yeah. I know we get there eventually, but I don't think I would have got Vicky off the top of my head. It's no. not. It's not like I, I was going for the alphabet, but, but, but didn't get as far as B. I didn't get as far as B. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, he just comes into it. Has that those moments? And obviously, then when mm. he's having that moment with her again, and she's like, "Ah, oh, basically, you're, the, you're best basic kid." And it's like he's like the best babysitter. And it's yeah, like, oh, I can close the closet door. Obviously, that's when Michael comes out, and it's that line of "Oh shit!" as you yeet his way. He fucking runs, and he fucking runs as fast. I love. It. I do like how he stops though. He does stop and look back at her and shout her. Yeah. And then she tells him to run anyway, and he runs down to get Dave, and he's like, "Don't go up there, Dave! You're gonna get killed." So I do like the fact that's one of the next one. I do bring him back for that little cameo. Yeah. That's good, but yeah, I feel like Julian definitely is the runner up. It, it was very close. Obviously, I feel like Michael definitely deserved a mm. nod. For very almost getting it this time, but I feel like Julian just because he was just like so good in this film. Uh, I wish we had got. I wish. We, I hope we get more Julian Halloween ends. That was so good. Um. Okay. So favorite moment. There's a lot in this for me. Um. Obviously, the death of Sartain, the fucking head stomp. Mm. That's so so graphic. Um. The shot of obviously uh. Oscar, I didn't even have to look then. I, I, I managed to beat myself to think his name. Oscar, when he's dead, when he's obviously mm. 
uh, you get the porch lights going, on off, on off, on off, and then he gets killed. Obviously, when he's got a spike in his neck, and she comes up to him, finds him, and then that music starts kicking out. And then like, Michael steps into the frame, and he's like, with that fucking violin string on the fucking guitar. Mm. Uh, that was just like such a good scene. Um, obviously, Laurie's fight with Michael yeah. is really fucking good. But per- obviously, the bathroom scene as well, bathroom scene was really good and really tense. Mm. Um, it's very rare you get to see someone stand up to Michael. And it, as you, like, you, you get usually once a movie, but never yeah. in like a, like a badass moment. So usually someone's like trying to like just push him away or something like um, H2O. Obviously, had Josh Hartnett basically trying to defend, obviously, um, Michelle Williams' character. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he punches him in the face twice and then gets stabbed. Um, I think the closest we got to someone actually like going toe-to-toe with Michael was probably um, the boyfriend, Howling 4. Um, he tries to shoot. He goes to, he goes to try and shoot him with a, like, mm-hmm. a rifle, but or a shotgun, I can't off the top of my head. But he basically can't. He's, he's trying to sort his fucking jams. You know, the classic, mm-hmm. oh, no, I can't shoot. And then um, he tries to fight him off, and in the end gets fucking like fully like bumped to the fucking neck and everything. Like mm. yeah, went toe to toe him for a little while, and obviously we got this with obviously um, the podcaster when he comes in with a yes. fucking like what did he come in with? Is it like a tire iron? No, it's um, it was a crowbar. A cr- crowbar. Where the fuck's he get a crowbar from? He's a mechanic, place. Oh, good point. It's pretty pretty attracted down. Mm. But yeah, you would have thought an entire iron, wouldn't you? More than a mechanic. Yeah. Oh well. But yeah, obviously, when he comes in, he starts actually like wailing on him with a weapon. This is the, this is probably one of the moments where you actually think, "Wow, someone actually could take down Michael." Like, mm. but obviously, doesn't get to take off. He's a podcast, not a yeah. Fighter. I think anyone else with that would probably actually maybe have beat him. Mm. So it's quite interesting that this first time we got to see someone who technically had the upper hand on. 60 odd year old man mm. so this is the one time Michael could actually had his ass kicked but nope he dies and so does uh, the woman uh, but yeah obviously for me though I think I'm going to go with the one take um, yeah. which you brought up earlier that, I imagined he would go it, it very close between that and the scene with Oscar's death with the violin string mm-hmm. um, it's just that scene that one take is so well done from when it starts with the kids obviously, re- obviously referencing obviously uh, H- Halloween 2 um, with the obviously big radio on his neck um, and that scene is following him into the back garden getting a hammer going into the house killing that woman obviously you see it off screen but you see the bloody corpse afterwards then going outside see the doctor and nurse from the next one uh, then obviously the camera's stopping on the fucking the front of the house that woman mm. and his mask just looking at that music and then he, he stays on that window as he walks around the back you see his shadow then obviously he stabs her in the neck that is just like so fucking good. I love a good one take. When it works, it works. And this is one of those things where the one take fucking works. Because, yeah, you could have just followed him around, but I do like a lot of times it's just stationary, the camera mm. just watching and, you and see waiting. In the background. It's yeah. just perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I'd go for the whole Oscar one. Because, obviously, like you said, the music was brilliant, and it was the first time, obviously, the new Strode like came face to face with Michael. yeah, and yeah, so um, brutal, but I think worked. Yeah, and at least also got to get impaled. 
<laughs> just not by the way one is. Um, okay. Um, okay, last time I said, obviously, are you looking forward to Halloween ends? And I said I'd actually up the ante mm. and just add to that sort of statement. So, obviously, again, are you looking forward to Halloween ends? And if so, what are you looking forward to the most out of it? Because, obviously, they recently dropped a the final trailer for it. Yes. Yeah. Which looked amazing. Uh, so, what are you looking forward to most in this? Um, put those in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, if not, then just keep just just, you know, just write them down and keep it to yourself. Uh, if you listen to this on the, uh, you know any other podcasting platform, um, okay. Um, next week we'll be taking a look at the sequel to Dave Gordon Green's Halloween, which is of course mm-hmm. Halloween Kills. The second of three entries uh, in this Green trilogy, um, which of course is the big setup for the finale, which comes out very soon, which I'm fucking mm-hmm. can't wait to see. Um, so yeah, uh, put your thoughts as well on this film in the comments below, um, and your rating, so we can have a little look see. Uh, and we hope you enjoyed. So uh, we mm-hmm. will see you for Halloween Kills. So uh, what's gonna? Get out of here if you don't mind. Right. Alright. I was gonna go find me a better knife because this is shit. Yeah. See you later. Alright. Bye, Austin. Yeah, baby! (laughs)